This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. That's a big, big, big deal to graduate, amen? And especially when you've got a family and you're trying to do all that. Wow. I salute you absolutely. Well, today we're going to be talking about prosperity and wealth wisdom. We're getting uh, a grip, control, a grip on our money rather than our money run, uh, running our lives. We're controlling it. And you know, uh, at least in, in the circles that I've been in in ministry, prosperity in the church has kind of gone through, uh, you know, from one extreme to the other. You know, when I first came into the body of Christ, you know, uh, a lot of the church thought that being poor was, uh, you know, uh, was equivalent to being spiritual. That, you know, the more poor you were, the more spiritual you were. Then the pendulum swung away the other side and said, you know, uh, the more uh, prosperous you are, that must indicate the more that God, uh, you know, uh, likes you. You know, the more you're, 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 you're accepted by God. Well, both of those are wrong. Because being poor doesn't have anything to, to do with you being spiritual. Amen. And having a lot has nothing to do with the fact that you're doing everything just right. Amen? Because it's all about our relationship with God. So we want to kind of look at the Word of God to kind of put a ribbon on this uh, series we've been talking about. And see, what you know, what does the Scripture say about it? You know, what does it say about wisdom? You know, and, and I think the balance is this, is that... It is the blessing of God, and of course we've got to expand on that because some people think when you say the blessing of God, they think that means run out to the mailbox and get the check. (laughs) But the blessing of God, we've already seen this, has to do with, number one, us having a right attitude about work. Work is not a dirty word, even though it's a four-letter word. It's not a dirty word. Work is God's plan. It was His plan in Eden, wasn't it, before the fall? And God has given each one of us abilities. We've talked about that. And if we will develop those abilities, they can produce more. Isn't that right? That's just like Renee. She, she always had that ability, but she put to, put to work through, through hard work, through diligence, through faithfulness, and she put it to work. And you know what? It's going gonna, it's gonna to produce more for her now. That latent ability, we, we've talked about that, and we'll touch on that. So all of this is the blessing of God because the gift and the abilities, the talents, the intelligence that you have, all of that, what? That's the blessing of God, isn't it? And we need to learn to tap into that. And if we do, certainly God is going to bless what we do by His Spirit. But here's the thing. If you sit down and do nothing, the Bible has a whole lot to say about laziness. He says, if you're lazy, you're going to be poor. Yeah, but I belong to Jesus. Well, I'm glad you do. But if the Bible, it doesn't matter. If you're lazy, you're going to be poor. Amen. (laughs) Okay. First of all, know that God wants you to prosper. Remember in Deuteronomy, we've read these. I'm just going to review a little bit and catch this up. Deuteronomy chapter 8, he said, remember that it is God who gives you the power, the ability to gain wealth. Yes. And we, what those abilities are what? Your mind, your intelligence. 
certain uh, skills and abilities that you have, if you will develop them, all of that he's given you. He will open doors and opportunities. But I found out it's amazing that the more diligent I am, the more I apply myself, the more open doors there are. Must be a correlation there somewhere. See, some people want to sit around and just wait for God to open a door. Well, if the door opened, you wouldn't be prepared. Come on. I mean, why is God going to give you a, a business when you ain't done nothing to develop any business? You may have a great potential to be a businesswoman or a businessman, but if you hadn't done anything to develop that, if he gave you a business, you'd run it in the ground before the year was out because you wouldn't know how to run it. Isn't that right? You know, I found out if I, you know, I, I needed to learn how to take care of that clunker car before God would give me a better car. Come on. Oh, I could really go to meddling here. You know, you got that car, won't wash it, won't take care of it, won't change the oil. Um, well, Pastor, that's not very spiritual, I know, but it's, it is too, really. It really is. Because you got to take care of what you got. Amen. Psalm 35, 27 says this. It says that God delights in the prosperity of his servants. Wow. But that doesn't mean that God's just going to dump it on you and make everybody a millionaire. You've got to be able to handle a million. It could, be the, it could destroy you. Because if your heart's not prepared and if, if money's got a grip on you, I'm telling you what, you get a million dollars, it'll really have a grip on you. Be real easy. All of a sudden, you stop trusting God, start trusting in that bank account. So we need to know. Prosperity is first a trust issue of the heart. It's a trust issue of the heart. Uh, if you will, turn over to, uh, look in Psalm 62. It's an issue of the heart. I, I want to reiterate this because it's so important. It's so important. <clears throat> You know, out where we're living in our, our neighborhood, <clears throat> uh, they're building a lot of houses. A lot of houses have been built just in the week. We're coming up on four years, and I, I have no idea. They probably built three or four dozen homes at least, wouldn't you say? Or if not more. But, you know, enough to where... You know, when I go by a site now, I'm not a builder or anything, but when I go by a site, I can tell... The, I've seen the process enough now. I can see, you know, okay, first they're coming in. They're clearing the trees off the land. You can see the guy come in. As soon as I see the equipment over there, I say, okay, they're getting ready to do this. And then I go by, and you know, and they, they, the, the guy's got out there, and he's, he's getting everything uh, leveled off, the site leveled off and everything. And I, I can see that piece of equipment there and everything, and I know what's going to happen next, and so on, so on, so on. You can see what's going to happen. Well, you know, it's the same thing with God. God, see, sometimes we think, God, oh, it's just a mystery. We just pray and man, we don't, man, we don't know what God's going to do. <laughs> well, sometimes there is a mystery of God, but I want to tell you what, when it comes to prosperity, listen, we can understand that there is a process here that you can look at people. They might not have two nickels to rub together right now where they're starting, but you can see the way they're living their life, the way they're conducting their life in wisdom and following God and putting God first. And you can look at them and you can, I can say, you know what? It won't be long that he's going to be the head or she's going to be the head, not the tail. And you can see somebody else and you can say, you know what? I mean, you don't tell them this, but you know what? If they don't change, they're never going to have anything. There's a process 
that has to do with it. And it's not winning the lottery. It's not the rich uncle kicking the bucket and you get the big inheritance. I mean, if that happens, great. But that's, you know, that's, that's pie in the sky stuff. What we're talking about is reality here. Amen. He goes, he says, verse 10, 6210 of Psalm, do not trust in extortion or put vain hope in stolen goods. Though your riches increase, do not set your heart on them. Wealth is a heart issue. Whether you've got a lot or you've got none. I told you, I grew up dirt poor. And I'm telling you, money was on your mind a lot when you're dirt poor. Come on. I have found this out. When I have abundance, it's a lot less of an issue of money on my mind than when I'm always lacking. Huh? It's a heart issue. Say it's a heart issue. Wealth is to be built steadily, little by little. Proverbs 21, verse 5. The plans of the diligent lead to profit, as surely as haste leads to poverty. So if you're in a hurry, you know, they're going to make it big. They're going to get the big deal. They're going to make the big transaction. They're going to hit it big. They're going to, you know, we, man, we're going to Vegas. We're going to hit it big. Get them bones out. Man, when, we, when I was lost, that was the kind of crowd I was in. Man, we were going to hit it big, you know. Yeah, we hit it big, all right. No. He said, don't be in a hurry. It's little by little. If you will learn the principles that are in God's Word, if you will train yourself and follow these little by little, build the process. See, like I told you about seeing those houses built, I've never seen the foundation put in last on not one of these. There's all different kind of styles of house. There's all kind of different sizes of houses they're building square foot wise. But I've never seen them say, well, now this is the, this is the exception. This house, we're going to put the foundation in last. We're going to put the roof and the walls up on this thing first. Then we're going to pour the foundation, you know, in. No, there's always the same process, even though the house might be bigger, smaller, configured a little bit different, but the process is the same. It's the same thing with God with wealth, little by little. And it starts what? The foundation is what? My heart issue. Money is a tool. It's a servant for you, for your family, for the kingdom of God, for the community we live in. It's, it's a servant. That's what it's for. That's why God doesn't want the sinner getting all the money because they tend to what? Hoard it up. But God knows if His people will get their hearts adjusted and begin to follow the wisdom of God and will be diligent, then, you know, God's plan is that all that, that, that wealth that's in the earth will flow to you because he knows what you'll put it to work amen you know in economics they talk about the multiplier effect when when you're talking about money you know like it's just like you could start right here give you a hundred dollars and you have a transaction with her for a hundred dollars she has a transaction with you and you go right on down what you've got uh, 80 90 people in here times a hundred what does that end up being what, 9,000 or whatever that is? You mathematicians know 90,000 or 9,000? 
So all of a sudden, you got $100 was put into circulation, but by the time it goes through, what is equivalent to 9000 Just a little side note, that's why if the government keeps printing money and keeps putting in circulation, you have inflation. Anyway. Wealth is built steadily. Everybody say it's built steadily. Yeah. The plans of the diligent lead to profit. Be diligent. Develop your unplowed fields. Look in Proverbs 13. You're right there. Now, most of us are not farmers. There might be a farmer in here. We got a farmer in here anywhere? Oh, well, of course I knew that. <laughs> but most of us aren't farmers, but the, the, the principle is the same. You know, uh, Brother Ed there, he's got l- literal fields that he can, you know, he can put into crops, you know. I don't know how many acres he's got. I've got a lot of acres, but he can decide whether he's going to put it all into crops or he can just build a little bean patch this big. Isn't that right? It's up to him. Each one of us have been given, as it will, uh, as it were, our own field, our own abilities and talents. What are you doing with those? Some of those may be unprepared and unplowed and untilled, and you're asking God for increase, and God says, I've given you increase. It's in you. It's in you. I've given you increase. Look here in, uh, in Proverbs 13, verse 23. An unplowed field produces food for the poor, but injustice sweeps it away. In other words, if you would, the, 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 the idea here is that unplowed field has potential to feed the poor. If, if you're poor, the first thing I would do is look at my field. What do I have that I could use, that I could develop, that I could put the crops in, that I could plow, so that what? There would be an ability, what, for the blessing of God to act on something. I tell people this all the time. You know, God is always multiplying, adding and multiplying. Now, what is a million times zero? God brings the million, you bring the zero. And you're saying, I don't understand why God doesn't do something for me. Well, He is. God's no respecter of persons. He blesses everybody. He, he, he says He pours out His rain on the just and the unjust. He doesn't have favorite kids. He wants to bless you, but you've got to give Him something. What, have you, what do you have that you could develop? Maybe you, maybe you need to go back to school just like Renee did. Maybe, maybe it's not to get a degree like that. Maybe it's, it's to learn a, a trade or to, to enhance your skills that you've got. Or maybe if you would stop being afraid of technology and get some information about technology, it would enhance what you already know and open more doors for you. Oh, I just wanted God to send an angel down with a bag of money. Well, how's that working out? See, now, you know, and, and here's the thing, you know, I believe in God supernaturally providing. I've shared some examples. I could share a, a number of examples, but we didn't live our life that way. See, we, you know, those, those would happen on occasion when we were doing everything we needed to do and we were doing what we needed to do and, and that kind of, and we were doing what God had called us to do, then there were times when God would supernaturally. So I'm not saying it, but see, we get the idea that that God does that one time. He's going to do that all the time. No. God says, put to work. What what do you have? Discover what you already have. 
Man, you know, go somewhere, where, if you uh, go online or go somewhere where they do testing to find out what kind of, uh, you know, what, what's your potential there? What, what is your propensity there? What, 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 what's your uh, certain untapped skills that you, or abilities that you might have in an area? And then find out, how can I develop these? See, you get moving like that, you say, yeah, but I don't have the money to go to school. You start tapping your abilities, then you're in a position to say, okay, now, God, you said to develop my fields. This is a field that's in me that I can develop that will help the kingdom of God and help my family. Now, you got to help me pay for whatever's necessary for me to do it. Then you're going to see God begin to move there. Amen? Amen. But if you're just going to sit down on your blessed assurance and wait for God to drop a bag of money on you every week, it's not going to happen. I said it's not going to happen. Develop what you've been given. What have you been given? Develop that. That's just like, you know, if I want to know about, you know, soil or how to grow something, how to take, I'd talk to, you know what I'm going to do? I'm talk to a farmer. Isn't that right? If I need somebody, you know, if something's up with my car or something, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take it to somebody that knows, what, knows how to what? To, to ascertain what's wrong with it and are skilled to repair it. Isn't that right? If I've got, I've got an issue in my body, I'm going to go to somebody, you know, that's, that you know, knows medicine, knows, that studied the human body, and on and on and on in all these different areas. You know what? And you know what? When I talk to them, I'm going to pay them. Look, what? Because what? Because they have developed that skill and that ability. They've invested in it. You know, that means, you know what? They deserve to be paid. Sure they do. Don't gripe and grumble. Well, I'll tell you what, man. I'll tell you, they charge arm and a leg for something. We got, a, we got a doctor right here. Medical school. That's a cinch, right? <laughs> I, I know I've, I've, got a, I've got a niece who's a doctor, and her husband is, is a doctor. He's a, he's a surgeon, orthopedic surgeon. They're both doctors. And I'm telling you what, I know a little bit about their training and going through that in the years it took and all. I'm telling you what, thank God. <laughs> they, 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 the, the truth be known, now some of you may not believe this, but the truth be known, they may be underpaid. Come on. Listen, with scholarships and everything else, I mean, my niece or her husband, I mean, they're smart people, you know. But even with all that, you know, when they, when, they, when they got out of school, half a million dollars in debt. And then we begrudge them because they want to charge, a, you know, for, <laughs> well, let me get back here. I'm getting offline here. <laughs> well, here's the thing. You say, boy, I'd like to live up. Well, go do what they did. If you think you can do it, go to medical. Go for it. But that might not be your thing. That's certainly not my thing. But, you know, but every one of us have something that if we developed it, God will help us. And, and all of a sudden, it has a multiplying effect. Just like we said, you know, you take some iron ore in the ground, it's worth so much. You take it out of the ground and you, 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 you take it in a furnace and smelt it and put it in bars or something, it's worth more. But then you take that and put it in a building, and it's worth even more. 
Every time you develop a thing and put it to use, what? There's a multiplying effect. All right. Boy, this is good. It is good. Be faithful with what you have now. Real quickly. Time's getting away from me. Look, Look over in Luke 16. I've alluded to this, but I want you to read it. Sometimes it's good when you see it in your own Bible there. Now, in my Bible, these words are in red. That means who said it? Jesus said it. 16, 10. Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. So here's the thing. Start where you are. Be trustworthy with the little thing. Amen? Man, I'm telling you what. I could tell you some of the jobs I've done through the years. Oh, glamorous jobs. <laughs> Not. But, you know, sometimes, you know, we don't always start at the top, do we? As a matter of fact, rarely do you start at the top unless Papa owns a business or something. Maybe you do. But you, you don't start at the top. You start at the bottom. But, you know, I have so many people that... They have a job, and when you talk to them, they're griping, they're complaining, they're whining, they're, I don't get paid enough, this old dead-end job, and you see them a year from now, and they're saying the same thing. I want to just pull them aside, I do, out of love, and say, knucklehead, I mean, brother, (laughs) brother knucklehead. (laughs) Listen. Hadn't you figured out that this griping and complaining hadn't gotten you anywhere yet? I said, I'm, I can tell you why you're not getting promoted. I wouldn't promote you either. I love you as a brother, but I wouldn't promote you either. I'm going to get you way back away from, the, I'm going to give you a job where you're not around anybody because I don't want all this stuff going through the workplace. <laughs> And nine times out of ten, unless they change their attitude and change some things, you know, even if they got a promotion, they're going to be griping about that one too. This is what Jesus is saying. He said, if you'll be faithful with a little. I mean, isn't Joseph a good example of this? Remember Joseph? I mean, you know, he, he was faithful. He was sold into slavery. If anybody ought to have had a... You know, a reason to gripe, it ought to have been him. What did I do to deserve this? Amen? And here he is. He, you talk about working for the man. He's working for the man. He ain't getting a dime out of it except his food. I mean, he ain't getting a paycheck. He's a slave. But it says he was diligent. He was faithful. What was he doing all this time? He was developing... His abilities that God had put in him, and it was a preparation for something bigger out there that was coming. You know, I'm convinced of this. There's some people that God wants to prosper more than he did. He might have wanted to give them a promotion way in their company or have them start their own business or something, but they could not be faithful in the little. Their attitude was wrong. Their mouth was always complaining. Are you listening? But Joseph was faithful. And you know, he was faithful in another man's. And what happened? Out of his faithfulness, what happened? Oh, man. He, he just, man, he got promoted to the place in Potiphar's house where he just let him run everything. 
Well, what was he learning? He was learning how to rule, wasn't he? He was learning how to govern. He was learning how to manage stuff. Because God says, you think this is something, boy, just wait till you see the next promotion I got for you. Oh, by the way, you're going to prison on the way to it. <laughs> but all this time, he kept his attitude right, didn't he? He said, whoever can be trusted with a little can be trusted with much. Whoever is dishonest with a very little will be dishonest with much. Mm. So if you've not been trustworthy in handling worthy wealth, who will trust you with the true riches? And if you've not been trustworthy with someone else's property, working for the man, who will give you property of your own? Yeah, that's in the Bible. For all the super spiritual people, that's in the Bible. In red, Jesus said that. <laughs> Amen? Amen? Absolutely. Be faithful with what you have now. All right, real quickly, some wealth strategies here. First one, honor God with your money. We, we know, you know, over in Proverbs 3, 9, it says, Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your increase. Honor the Lord. You know, that's what we do. Honor the Lord with your money. Not only when you come and you give uh, your tithes and offerings, or maybe uh, God's led you to support, uh, you know, another ministry or a humanitarian effort or something like that, but also how you use your own money. You know? Honor the Lord with the way you use your money. You know, don't spend it in a way doing something that would be dishonorable. That would bring dishonor on God or on the kingdom of God. Isn't that right? Use your money wisely. Honor God with it. That's the first wealth strategy. Because that has to do with the heart issue again. And that is also a recognition, what? That God is my source. Secondly, live within your means. Woo. I know, boy, this is real spiritual shouting stuff, isn't it? I'm telling you, listen to me. Or rather, listen to God. It'll help you. First Timothy Let's look over there real quickly. 1 Timothy 6, verse 6. Live within your means. Godliness with contentment is great gain. In other words, growing like God, growing as a child of God, becoming more and more like Him in our attitudes in our thinking, in our believing, in our serving, in our actions, all that. Godliness with contentment is great gain. Amen? Amen. So you go living beyond your means and you get yourself in all kind of debt. You ain't going to have no contentment. And you can go talk to God and say, God, give me peace. Give me peace. Get rid of the boat. Get rid of the motorcycle. Get rid of the... And you'll have some peace. Because you won't have to be worried about how you're going to pay for it. Oh, I done gone to meddling now, hadn't I? Don't worry, I wasn't looking at you. Come on. Nothing wrong with having those things, but if you can't afford them, then it's not the season for you to have it. And if it's not the season for you to have it, God's not obligated to help you pay for it. Amen? Oh, I'm trying to help you here. Live within your means. He said, for we brought nothing into the world, and we can take nothing out of it. You know, I tell you all the time, I've done a lot of funerals through the years. I've never seen, you know, a hearse pulling a U-Haul. 
You can't take it with you, can you? Those who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap and into many foolish and harmful desires. That's what gets people into debt. The devil didn't get you into debt. You got you into debt. You saw that shiny thing and you had to have it. You know, I've got, I think this is maybe a $100 watch, maybe, maybe. It tells just as good a time as that $10,000 Rolex. Now, there's nothing wrong if you can afford a Rolex, get, but don't go into debt to get a Rolex. Amen? If you can't, because I'm telling you, you can pray till the cows come home. Even if you don't have cows, you pray till the cows come home. God's not going to help you. Listen, get rid of it. We're going to talk about that in just a minute because <laughs> that's the next thing we're going to talk about. But let, notice what he says here. They fall into a temptation, trap, and a snare, and many foolish and harmful desires. Listen, I'm going to say this again. What I possess does not define who I am. Boy, our culture is full of that. Man, I've got to have the latest style. I've got to have the, you know, the latest car. The, I've got to live in the right neighborhood. I've got to wear this, wear that. You're going to get yourself into debt. You're never going to have any peace. You're never going to have any contentment. For the love of money, the love of money. Didn't say money is the root of all evil. The love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced himself with many griefs. Wealth is built little by little by little. It's built by me recognizing what has God given me? What can I do? How can I develop this? Having a right heart attitude, being faithful for what God has given me. Be faithful when I'm working for somebody else. Be faithful on the job. Be, be, be diligent on that job. Amen? Do your best on that job. Do what God's called you to do on that. Then the second thing, then the next thing is attack debt. Attack debt. Don't create more debt. Attack the debt you got. My suggestion is start with the smallest. Like if you got a, a, a small, attack that thing first. Do the minimum on the others, but attack that thing and get that thing paid off. And then go after the next one. And I'm going to tell you, if you will do this with a sincere heart, God then will get involved and help you. But if you just keep creating more debt, man, you know, it's like me coming staggering up to you with this, you know, 150-pound load on my back, and you say, let me help you, and you set another 50 pounds on it. We already talked about the interest rates on credit cards. Remember, they want to work that thing against you. We want to work it for our benefit, don't we? So get out of debt. Get out of debt. God will help you. But you've got to make a decision. I'm getting out of debt. Amen? Amen. Then begin to save a little from every paycheck. Oh, but pastor, I don't have enough to get around. Listen, save something as an act of faith. Start somewhere. If it's just $10, save something. You know, I'm going to save something. I'm going to start somewhere. If you start saving 10 bucks, and God will help you to increase that to 20 bucks, and God will help you. And God will help. But see, He wants to see what you've got to make some action. You've got, to, you've got to do something that's moving you in the right direction. And then 
finally, I want to just leave this with you. Leave in a state. Proverbs 13. Now, this may seem like, boy, this is way out there. Leave in a state. I'm in a state. <laughs> that's, but if that's you, that's not the state we're talking about leaving. You know, a lot of people, you know, die and they leave their family with debts to be handled. Oh, it happens all the time. Listen, I, I'm not telling you what I think. I'm telling you what I know. See, yeah, but, but we don't leave, leave an estate. You know, we're, we're in a situation here in the modern-day culture that through the thing called insurance, that you can leave an estate. Are you listening? Especially, so even if you're younger, guys, listen, you ought to have some term life insurance to cover your family. You can get a whole lot of term life insurance for just a little bit of money. Well, well, I believe in God. I'm going to live to 90. Well, I'm agreement with you. But in case you don't, <laughs> what will your family do? Come on. I'm just, hey. Listen, if you got it all together, just ignore what I'm doing and just, you know, be thinking about what you want to eat for lunch. But if you don't like where you are, you might want to consider some of the things we're sharing. You can, you, I, I'm believing I'm going to live a lot longer, but I have insurance. Something happens to me. I don't want to see any, you know, out on the street somewhere. Man, you know. She'd be able to pay off the house and pay off every bill and live well and enjoy the grandkids. Ain't going to bother me. I'm going to be having a time of my life up there, man. <laughs> don't, 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 don't feel sorry for me. <laughs> but here's the thing. There are people that we may leave behind. You can leave an estate. You can build an estate. Listen to this, Proverbs 13, verse 22. A good person leaves an inheritance for their children's children. That's one way to do it. Even if you don't have tons of money in the bank, that's one way you can do it. If something were to happen to you, guys, girls too, what, what would happen to your family? Well, nothing's going to happen to me. Okay. Well, I will say this. No matter how long you live, you are going to die one day. That's, that's not doubt. That's fact. Isn't that right? So let's look at some action points, and then we're going to pray. What attitude changes concerning wealth do I need to make? This is a question to ask yourself. Have, have you had some, what I've been calling some magical ideas about how God's going to prosper you? Oh, I'm, I'm, man, I know I'm going to win, you know, the publisher's clearinghouse. Well, we all hope you do. But in case you don't, you ought to have a backup. <laughs> I'd suggest have a backup. There might be some attitudes there, you know. That we had some idea that wealth was just somehow just going to start coming to us somehow. I don't know. I'm, I'm praying. And, you know, they said, you know, God wants to prosper me. So I'm just thinking, you know, somehow it's going. I don't know. I thought I'd hit up Brother Andre for a loan. <laughs> He's shaking his head back there. He's got three boys at home. <laughs> I mean, when you got three boys at home, boy, I'll tell you what. You're doing good if you can keep that refrigerator filled. <laughs> 
But see, we, there might be some attitudes that we need to change. Isn't that right? Absolutely. What talents or abilities do I have that I could develop? That I could develop. You know? There are all kind of, you know, you can go online and take, you know, different types of aptitude tests and things like that. And you can kind of get an idea about, you know, maybe there's some abilities or some, some, some talents here that I've got a propensity for. But they're not developed enough to where somebody, you know, will pay me some money. Amen? Amen. The Bible says a man's gift makes room for him. That's not just talking about ministry. That's any gift. A man or a woman's gift can't, well, will make room for them. It says bring him before great men. You develop that gift within you, it'll bring you before great men. In industry, in business, in medicine, in government, in the legal field, in world business. Yeah. You better make a pile of money back there, girl. <laughs> Which wealth strategies would God have me begin? You know, we looked at those about, you know, honoring God, live within your means, attack debt, begin to save a little and leave an estate. Which one of those maybe uh, that you might need a place to start or you might need to add to some you're already doing? I'm just putting that out there for you to consider. Because here's the thing. If you keep doing what you're doing, you're going to keep getting what you got. Isn't that right? You know, I've, I've, I tell you the humorous example all the time, but it's true. If we, any of us, if we were going from here to Birmingham, you know, and I look up and I see a sign that says, you know, uh, 82 West, guess what? I, I'm in the car, got that right. I'm driving, got that right. I'm in motion, got that right. What's the one part that's going to be the fly in the ointment? The wrong road. Boy, I'm doing everything right. I'm, I've got energy going. I've got a purpose. I've got direction. I've got a destination. I've got my vision. I've got it all together. The problem is I'm on the wrong road. I want to pray. Would you bow your heads just for a second? A minute. Father, you said that if any of us lack wisdom, that we could ask God and that you would freely give it without respect of persons, without condemning us, without beating us up about whatever mistakes we've made. Father, I'm asking for all of us, myself, for all of us, Lord, we want your wisdom even more and how to make wealth how to manage wealth and how to increase wealth Lord not only for our families yes but also for the kingdom Lord you have a purpose for Passion Church you are doing something in us you're building something in us you're taking us to a greater place but Father it's line upon line and it's precept upon precept and it's here a little and there a little. It's laying the foundation properly. It's, it's having a right understanding. And Lord, in this area of money, it's something that every one of us have to deal with in this life. Give us wisdom. Give your people wisdom. Father, with that wisdom and as 
they uh, learn to manage their, their money. Father, I pray, Lord, that every one of us will purpose that we're going to honor you with the substance. We're going to remember that it's you that gives us the power to get wealth. Lord, we're, we're not going to be afraid of money, but we're not going to let money rule us either. We're going to put money under our feet and we are going to govern it. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. The, the windows of heaven are opened over your people and you're pouring out blessing. There's not room enough to receive it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, I hope this series helped you this week, uh, this month. You know, you know, it's, it's an issue, you know, at times in the church because it's been abused one way or another that sometimes you can be reluctant to want to talk about. But, you know, you know, it's the elephant in the room. We all deal with money, don't we? We're all dealing with it. So any wisdom that we can, we can get. And let me encourage you, don't let this be the end of it. You know, you, there's so much more in the Scriptures, and there's so much more that you can learn. You can teach yourself some things online. I didn't even talk about investments and things like that that you can do. There's a lot of things you can do, you know, it, it, you know but don't just be like the four lepers, you know, or be like the four, four not in leprosy, but in, the, in their attitude of heart where they said, you know, the city was under siege, people were starving. And they said, why, do we, why sit here till we die? You know, if you don't like where you're at, what have you got to lose? You know? information and knowledge, especially God's word and information, but information is powerful. There are people that are alive today because somebody had knowledge in the medical field. Amen. 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 Knowledge is powerful. Amen. Absolutely. Well, just before I dismiss you, let me give you an Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.